0: Hello, geeks, how are you all doing? Welcome to Split the Screen, episode two. I am Biggest Benis, and as always, when I say always, I mean as last week and this week, I am joined by this big Ed over there. I just noticed my green screen's all messed up. What a wonderful Biggest. show this is. And I did not touch OBS because it just crashed. Uh, so I'm hoping, I'm not touching anything again, but um yeah. Welcome, everybody. I'm Biggest Bennis. This person over there, Ed Nightingale. How are you doing, Ed?
1: That's me. I am not too bad. Thank you very much. Um, Excellent. I'd like to apologize again for, uh, for Zoom call, Ed. The, uh, the camera is still yet to arrive, but it's on the way.
0: That's fine. We get, we get your face like twice the size today, so that's oh, extra wonderful. I can definitely sit further wonderful. back
1: if that is preferable.
0: People, do you want? Do you want to? See, uh, no, I think everybody would prefer to see uh, Big Ed. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been my name. Right, we're gonna get this over here. It's a bit quiet. Right.
1: I can speak louder.
0: I've turned. I've tried to turn you up a little bit there, so that should work out. A, hopefully, a little bit better. But yeah, welcome. Uh, this is split the screen. Every, I think it's the. Uh, we we got the stats in. We are the world's greatest uh, video games podcast on the planet. Wow. Um. It's Congratulations. That
1: didn't take much only one episode.
0: I know, it was so good. People were stunned. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely stunned about it. So yeah, welcome. Um it's been uh, it's been a fun week. Fun fun week. What have you been up to this week, Ed?
1: Um not too much, the usual stuff. Um I was a little delicate this morning because we went out for some work drinks. Um, oh. I'm very surprised at how you know, how I have no tolerance for alcohol now. I mean, I had no tolerance anyway, but now it's even less. A couple of mold wines, and I was quite merry.
0: Mold wines. I don't think I've had mold wine in about ten years.
1: It's not Christmas until you've had mold wine.
0: No, uh, mince pies are the uh, like the Christmas go-to for me.
1: Oh no, let's not talk about let's not talk about mince pies.
0: No, I you know, I'm a big fan of mince pies. No,
1: dried fruit. It's like uh, rabbit poo. Like, why would you eat that?
0: what's wrong with you oh no oh i love i love good mince pie especially with icing on the top oh can't go wrong cannot go wrong
1: i got no just no i'm just anything with dried fruit in it is not for me so mince pies christmas cake any of that not interested Mm
0: i'm not a big fan of christmas pudding christmas pudding is uh yeah absolutely not. not for me Uh, Yeah, welcome. I don't really know what I've done this week, I've been working super hard, I say super hard, three hours a day, I had to get up early for it, so that counts as, you know, working extra hard, getting up at like 7.45 in the morning, and it's not good, Um, no, in fact today I had a little nap, well I went to go for a little nap, went for a lie down, I was like, okay, I've got an hour before the stream starts, I'm going to lie down and just chill. Atty, of course. No, oh, I want to come and join you. Okay, that's fine. Because he normally just sleeps between my legs. And he, I know, but no, no, he wanted, he wanted to move out from under. He wasn't quite comfortable on it. He wanted to go fetch some toys. So I slept absolute zero in that. And it was just me going, Atty, for God's sake, get up here.
1: <sighs> the joys of having a puppy. That's what you signed up yeah, for. Not
0: even a puppy. He's six years old. He's just an asshole. <laughs> oh. Earlier today he was uh whinging. He was just sitting in his basket going yeah yeah all the time. I was like okay what what is it? And I was like well maybe he needs a pee. So I opened the door kind of forced him downstairs because he's he realized for a second, he just quickly realized it was raining outside. So he grumbled like he literally grumbles all the way down he's like rawr, 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 rawr. like talking. Um and then he got to the bottom of the stairs, looped around me and ran back up the stairs. So I had to go and run back up and then get him carry him downstairs and force him to go out. And then, yeah, then I came back to stream all huffing and puffing. I don't do stuff. I'm on a diet. I'm, I'm eating healthily, but I'm still as unfit as I was before. Well, he so. can
1: help you then with uh, with chasing after him all day.
0: <laughs> <He> pretty much <laughs> what well, That's my exercise, chasing after that little rat. Oh, but yeah, it's been a week of games. Games have come out. All sorts of things um, have come out this week. Yeah, I mean, Cyberpunk came out. Uh, it's out today, technically, uh, but neither of us really have anything to say about that yet. So, uh, well, let's go. And I want—I've just seen the games you've been playing, Ed, and I see one of those games as being a game that I freaking love. Ed, you played—I'm pretty sure after last week you said you that Tetris is shit.
1: Yes. So I—I I wanted to address this publicly because last week I said that Tetris is boring and mm-hmm. uh, I was worried about what I was going to play this week and uh, I then remembered the Games Pass exists so I went on there and Tetris Effect was on there I thought wow I'll, I'll give it a go and uh, you know I don't have VR but maybe maybe it's still fun um, so I gave it a little go and I can announce that Tetris is still boring as hell and it does not matter what fancy graphics you put on it. It doesn't oh. matter how good the soundtrack is. You just took the box. box.
0: What's wrong with you, Ed? you got no heart. You're like, just not musical, Ed. I think that's it. I think that's the thing. You're just not musical enough to appreciate good music.
1: Okay. If either one of us is musical, it's me. <laughs>
0: Have you not <laughs> heard to do Twitch Sings after uh, too much uh, gin and tonic? Yeah. Uh,
1: um, Yeah, it's just, for me, Tetris is a a time waster. It's something that you play on the tube, on the metro, whatever, Um, when you're bored for 10 minutes, you're like, yep, I'll just drop some blocks, that's fine. On a Sunday afternoon, if I've got a few hours to spare, am I gonna play Tetris or am I gonna follow a story or immerse myself in a big world or do something where I feel like I'm actually achieving something as opposed to just dropping blocks?
0: No, I, th- I think he's he's adopting this persona. He doesn't really believe it. Don't worry. No, yeah. I really do.
1: I mean, I fully admit it's because I'm terrible at it. I just I panic. Oh yeah, me too. Like one one block goes wrong, I panic, and then everything falls, and I'm like, okay, I'm done, I'm out. Um, so I'm I'm not very good at Tetris. Um, I never have been. I never will be. And uh, flashy graphics are not going to help that.
0: Did you play the new one? Is it Tetris Connected? What the one Did play on the the Switch? You to the multiplayer version. No, the, no, there's the new no, that's Tetris ninety nine. Yes. But there's like an updated version of Tetris Effect called something like Tetris Effect Connected. I don't know if it's just Xbox What's One X or if it's also what I'm talking about. Okay, because you just wrote down Tetris Effect, which is the one that I play. <laughs> Mine didn't have any multiplayer in it. Fine. I don't know. Did, so it said
1: Tetris oh. Effect on it. It had a, a journey mode, which apparently is a story, yeah. which is there is no story, you are just dropping blocks in every level fine You just need
0: to experience the world. Is the world building as your uh, you know as it progresses through stages on the levels?
1: Yeah, no, no. It's, it's not for me. It's not for me. But I love I've the, been playing something else that is very good. Um, Tetris 99, which is a game called Haven, uh, which is also on Games Pass, and uh, it's made by the uh the game bakers who made fury f-u-r-i that came out a few years ago which is quite a cool little boss rush action game um and now <laughs> yeah, they've made I this game the- called haven
0: so say not. fury was the game i remember playing that and going like this is the worst part of every video game i hate the boss battles like i love video games but <laughs> the second there's a boss battle i dread it so it's like a game of boss battles i'm out <laughs> it's like the worst part of video games for me it's the best
1: bit of video games I love fighting a boss anyway um haven is very different to that it's very good um i love a game with an animated intro and this has a very very good one it's all like watercolor style animation um it's got an incredible like synthwave soundtrack um like just it's on youtube just go and watch the intro it's it's really really cool um but the game as a whole is is great. It's basically about um, a a young couple, a guy and a girl, who um, basically run away from their home planet to this alien planet um, where they're stranded, and they have to collect resources in order to to escape on their on their spaceship. And uh, in terms of gameplay, like it's relatively simple. Um, it's it's sort of Hovering around uh, these levels they have like jet, jet boots so they can fly around and one of the resources is called flow Which manifests as these sort of blue threads that you can follow um, And they sort of fly up into the sky and all around so it's sort of this fast-paced rollercoaster-y style exploration um, You battle enemies, but you control both characters at once um, so they have different attacks, and you can do them either simultaneously or alternate between them as you're as you're battling. Um, so it's quite simple, but it's it's really nicely done, but that's just an example of how the game is all around their relationship um it's It's literally about a couple in love um, and everything you do increases their bond, which is how they then level up so whether that be um, you know just exploring or different conversations they have, um, everything is around increasing their bond, and essentially you're you know you you see their their relationship blossom and develop, and they you know the writing isn't always amazing, but it's really trying to be a realistic portrayal of of a couple in love. So they do all different things that you'd expect. You know they they banter, they bicker, they they, they laugh, they cry, they get anxious, um, they get really horny at times, um, or Mm -hmm. hug and snog, um, so, you know, they do all these different things, um, in different conversations and it starts to build up this, this really nice relationship, um, between them, um, you know, and, and at one end of the spectrum, there was, there was one conversation they had where they were sort of looking off into the stars saying, you know, do you remember the friendships we had? Do you miss that? Um, and not to get all, 2020 on everyone, but I think there are a lot of us that have been stuck inside with maybe just their partner or, or friend, or, you know, one or two people. Um, sort of, you know, looking out, thinking, I remember when we could go out and see people and spend time with other people, and you know, the game sort of reflects that a little bit and that it's two people stranded with with no one else to connect to, um, which was which was a really nice little little moment. And then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got them doing a sort of role play thing. Um, which started off as action and then suddenly got very horny uh, between the two of them um, And then afterwards they they went to bed which is what happens to to go to the next day and to, to recover your health and, uh, and There's a little conversation and she's like, oh, do you mind if we if we swap places today? Um, and, uh, and he's uh. like, oh, okay, sure that's fine. So they swap over and he's like, oh, the bed's really sticky It's like, okay, that's uh, that's that's relatable
0: <laughs> um, oh is that what she says <laughs> no
1: that's what he said because they, they swapped okay. and she wanted to move because the bed sheets were sticky so you know oh. <laughs> it's uh it's aiming for this like you know nice it you know it doesn't shy away from those things it's trying to be sort of realistic but it's it's genuinely a really nice portrayal of their relationship um relatable
0: you say yeah sticky but, bed sheets so. <laughs>
1: But yeah, sort of, you know, it's their relationship with this sort of sci-fi story and gameplay. Um, And it's really nice. I think games don't do relationships that well. So it's nice to have a game that really focuses on that.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and, and it sounds like it's a real story, but just between the man and the woman. And it's not kind of customizing and you can choose and it can... Sometimes I just like a nice narrative game, especially about romance and stuff like that. And it sounds like it's that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And there's no dropping blocks so it's uh it's a good way to pass the time
0: wow uh if so if you like amazing music uh go play tetris effect and once you finish tetris effect go play haven
1: no dude, the the soundtrack is on spotify and i've been listening to it like yeah. just you know generally and it's uh, it's a really really good soundtrack so definitely you sent me the in go and listen
0: yeah you sent me the intro and i was like oh i want to play this and i saw it was on ps5 but I, it's on Game Pass um, exactly. and I'm hoping to get an Xbox Series X in over the next, well, like first quarter maybe of next year. And hopefully it'll still be on the Game Pass then because I love to play on the big screen TV with my headphones and stuff like that. That would be great. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, sitting at my computer. I, I'm now a gamer on the sofa. It's great. Oh, way. yeah, that was the one thing that happened this week. I got myself uh, some new headphones. I got some uh, Astro A50s which were amazing and they were like PS4 PS5 compatible great got that so i went and ordered them they arrived i had to wait in because it, they come on a sunday they said okay it'll arrive on monday obviously then on sunday they came and uh the dave was very upset cuz uh, we were about to take Atti for a walk and i was like it's eight stops away we've got to wait uh we still went for a little walk and then it went to like no, no, it was, No, we started the walk and then as soon as we got around the corner, it popped up and says, it's eight stops away. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going to have to go back now. So it arrived and it says there, you know, PS4, PS5 compatible. And then there's a little sticker underneath it that says PS5 requires uh, the external adapter because the PlayStation 5 doesn't have an audio, what they called the little audio port thing. Opt-in, opt-in, something like that. I have no idea, but sure, keep going. Optical in cable port thing. that They have, I think, on previous ones. But yeah, it's not the jack, it's the opt-in weird little thing. Uh, But yeah, it doesn't have one of those on the PS5. So you've got to order one. However, they make a special one and they give you all the wires for it as well. The HDMI adapter, it's called for PlayStation 5. I've checked three or four times every single day uh, and it's sold out. Constantly, constantly sold out. So I'm giving them until the end of the month. And if at the end of the month it's still been sold out, I'm just gonna send them back because screw them for not including it. You can't advertise it as PS5 compatible. I know on the front of the box, it says you need an adapter, but it didn't no, when I clicked on it. You
1: didn't read that, did you?
0: I didn't see the box. The box, was, I didn't see the box until it arrived. I was so pissed so off. So in short, sure these...
1: you just spent a lot of money on some headphones that you can't actually use.
0: Things, I can use them uh, because you can still do it through the USB, but it's not as clear. Um, and apparently when you get this adapter, it's stunning. So we'll see. We will but see. they're going back if not, and I'll get some different ones.
1: So what have you been, well, what's been splitting your time, Ben? That's what we're meant to oh, my segment. time
0: has been split between, I did play an hour of Bug snacks. A whole hour. Whole hour. Uh, No, I just quickly went to where I was before and I'm like, okay, I'll leave it there. I might even play... You know what? I might play some Bugsnax on my 24-hour stream in January. I think you should. I think that's like a fun game to just goof around in for a bit. Um, Yeah, no, I played a bit of that. Um, I... God, I can't remember. (laughs) I'm trying to remember what I've done since last week. Did I say I finished Miles Morales? I think I did say I finished Miles Morales last week. Yeah, so now I'm fully into Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh... It's so good. It's really good, actually. I'm playing it. I'm about, ooh, I think it says 12 or 13 hours in. Um, I finally left Norway. It took me... So I was... You start off in Norway. I won't do any spoilers here, but you start off in Norway. It's not a spoiler. You know, that's the whole purpose. Then you're kind of invading England. Uh, so you start off in Norway. You've got a few quests, a few things. It's like the tutorial area, kind of but it's huge. There's so much to do. If anybody's played Assassin's Creed, you know about these, the giant towers that you kind of synchronize. There's a lot of those in Norway, uh, in the area that you start. And after about four hours, I'm like, well, okay, but I, I played this game because I recognize loads of loads of the cities and all of the places in England. I want to go and see what it's like to be a Viking in, in England. So I kind of mainlined through the story and I, I eventually got to England after four and a half, I think it was four and a half hours of gameplay and that's when the title screen came up. But I left so much behind. Like there's so, there are so many other things. I only synchronized to maybe two towers out of five or however many there were there. There were loads of places that I could have raided that I never did. That was, so yeah, you could easily spend about 15 hours, I think, there before setting off to England. But I was like, well, I'm probably going to build up my arsenal and build up my base and stuff in England. So I may as well just kind of scoot through it um yeah, you've got a so i did that
1: Map covered in icons and god knows what to do right
0: yeah lots of icons they love it although now i quite like uh, assassin's creed lately they've did it in odyssey i can't remember if they did it in origins but they definitely did it in or in odyssey where you can turn off the kind of the guide so it doesn't tell you go to this location you know it doesn't have the special little star when you're locating something first you now send your bird up into the air. And obviously the bird can see the area of the objective. But instead of it now pinpointing exactly who it is or what the specific place you need to go, it just tells you kind of the area. So you just go to that area and then you can be a little bit more detailed. And I don't know if that, I imagine that changes depending on the level. Because that was the one thing that really got me and I really liked when when I set it up it gives you different difficulty options. So you've got, okay, combat difficulty, there's stealth difficulty, um, currently uneasy. And then there's the exploration difficulty. And I've got that at standard, but I might even ramp it up because I just like it saying, okay, you need to go to this town. And this town is where these two rivers meet. And this at one point, I had to go and do something. I'm definitely not going to say what it was because it was a big spoiler and it was a really cool part of the game. They're like, okay, you need to go to this monastery, and it's between, it's where these two rivers meet. And I was, I was there, like, analyzing the map, trying to work out where the fuck these two rivers were, because I couldn't even find them for about five minutes. And then where they met, and I went there, and there wasn't anything. And I was, like, looking around, and I noticed something in the corner, and I saw, like, a a, a bit of a roof. So I went there. It's just... I feel... I like a game that doesn't hold your hands with exploration. Sure, with combat or whatever, but if it just lets you explore, which later we're going to be talking about open world games I love open world games that do not say go here do this do that it just this one wants you to go there it wants you to find it but it doesn't hold your hand and say on the settings I was playing it doesn't say go to this specific place and you feel a bit kind of clever when you're following these clues to get there but there's just so so much other really good stuff in it negatives i'll go into the negatives straight away i'm playing uh before i go on to the good stuff i'm playing on ps5 i'm playing it on performance mode because i think actually i don't know if there is another mode uh there might be but yeah i'm playing this on performance mode 60 fps seems pretty solid i do get a bit of screen tearing um if i'm turning around quickly especially in a busy area i see a bit of screen tearing which can distract me a bit um there are some bugs it's still a bit janky but it's like it's all it's like assassin's creed jank you know you're accidentally going up a ladder when you it, want to go really. down yeah have you have you played assassin's creed odyssey uh
1: i have not i played origins and then i meant to play odyssey and then decided i would wait because i prefer vikings to the greeks um but okay. as if i've still got time to play that so we'll get to it at some oh, point
0: i miss um got alexius from Assassin's Creed for various reasons. But like when you go on a boat on there and you have to commandeer it, if you've got a ship and you click on commandeer, it, it kind of walks along the side and he doesn't know which way he's going and then he gets there. And there's various times where I've pressed a button and it's not done what it wants to do. Um, but it's it seems really cool. You've got your settlement that you're building up. I haven't done in many raids. That's another thing that they've added. Obviously with Vikings, you're raiding and you can then raid places and you go, because every time you go on your boat, you've got all your men like you have on Odyssey. Uh, I didn't play too much of Odyssey, so I don't know if that was a thing in Odyssey. I played like 20 hours, but I don't remember that actually being a thing. It probably was. Uh, But yeah, you can go to certain places and it'll say, press triangle to raid, click on it and everyone just goes and you can clear out camps and like take all their supplies and that helps you build your base. Uh, I was about to go... Oh, they weren't raiding Odyssey. No. Okay, because I know you had your people with you and I'm pretty sure they could fight, but maybe they were just fighting on the boat. I think um, so. Either yeah, that
1: or they were singing uh, sea shanties.
0: Or they sing on this as well. Okay. We get some stories. You can either switch to stories or songs. Or just, I think you can turn them off as well. Uh, yeah, no, I really... I like the raiding and I like this kind of base build-up. And the story is a little slow at the moment, but I'm into it. I'm following it. I'm only 13, 14 hours in. So I actually know the characters, which is nice because I hate a game that just throws you a, a million characters and then you don't know who any of them are. But I'm playing this on my own, doing my best to 100% follow the story because it's quite easy to just get lost in these type of things, especially with side quests. Absolutely. But I have not I've not really unlocked any side quests. I don't think I've even done any. I've just been following the main storyline. I'm sure there are some. But yeah, quite a lot of them I'm not really doing the side quests, I'm just going along with the main story, going to various places. Um, yeah, I mean, just like, you know, when I say side quests, you get the question mark on the maps that you go there and it's some kind of world event. And it's like some guys, there's a leaf on a tree that you have to shoot down for this little uh, boy, which is literally one of the those world events. Uh, and then some typical Assassin's Creed stuff. So those have been doing but apart from that just been following the main story ah. excuse me sorry we've got a. Uh, i knew i should have kept him downstairs he's he's barking because he wants my he's, he wants to put the pillow on the basket <laughs> such a drama queen um but he's gorgeous that's the other thing assassin's creed it makes england look amazing i'm pretty sure we don't have mountains the size that's the ones do yeah <laughs> it's making england really nice but i am kind of missing odyssey and origins a little bit i'm missing the sun and the sand and the kind of being somewhere that i don't need to look out the window for
1: no see i i much prefer the dark depressing world of england and, and norse gods and all that so um mm. i am hoping that santa if i've been a good boy might bring it for me at christmas so we will it's see
0: empty as sack and yeah i honestly it plays really well on the ps5 obviously yeah glitches for an but for an assassin's creed game this feels a lot less glitchy than the past ones I've played. And it's fun. Excellent. But yeah, if you like big, muscular bears, it's a good game.
1: Say no more. <laughs> Are
0: you ordering it now? <laughs>
1: <Literally>, <laughs> okay. Get up, absent, go. <laughs> uh,
0: but from that, I've not really available. been playing any other games uh i downloaded oh no i downloaded destiny 2 onto the ps5 just to see how it ran it seems we to run really well
1: destiny last week
0: You've yeah we haven't talked about it this week yet so don't worry i'll uh, i'll mention it now the destiny 5 minutes 10 minutes no i downloaded destiny it says ps4 and ps5 clicked download it downloaded the ps5 version it downloaded the ps4 version and it downloaded the ps4 beta And i don't know how to delete the ps4 and the beta version off my playstation now my playstation's at like 15 gigabytes free i was
1: gonna say you've filled it now right
0: yeah it's filled but it's got p it's got the ps4 and the beta like how this is one thing that i feel the ps5 does terribly and it's let you just select which option you want to download and download it and all these games transfer Whereas Xbox has got this smart delivery, where it'll get you the latest edition on your console, all your saves will work, everything will be fine, it'll run smoothly. And from everybody that's got one, it sounds like that's what's happened. Whereas the PS5 is such a mess. Oh. Are
1: you regretting your purchase now?
0: Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> what would I play on the PS5? Tetris connected. Pfft, what a shit game. No, uh, on the Xbox, do I mean, yeah. What? What? Yeah, Xbox launch titles. Anymore. anyway we're not
1: here to bash xbox
0: no i'm I, like literally 10 minutes ago i said i want to buy a series x but when flight simulator comes out
1: of course of course
0: well yeah so ed what's been happening in the news this week
1: what has been happening in the news this week um well speaking of ps5s they are obviously very difficult to get hold of um and a lot of people are struggling and um, you know we had stories last week and there were more stories in the news, including a man who paid $900 for a PS5 on eBay, and instead he received a concrete block. Yeah. So that was good.
0: Oh. Uh, he was like, I didn't stories... order an Xbox. Sorry? He's like, I didn't order an Xbox.
1: <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, the moral of the story is just don't buy uh, a console on eBay. Um, no. You know, buy it from a reputable retailer um yeah although receiving a block of concrete is still pretty harsh so i feel bad yeah. for him
0: not even a picture of a ps5 it was a block of concrete
1: i mean i'm not sure if if they if it was literally a ps5 box with concrete inside because then mm. someone's gone to a, a lot of trouble to make that seem you know legit
0: yeah as uh, miss Wibble says a picture of a ps5 is better for postage yeah i mean even if it's a picture you don't need to be at home to answer it but Ah, yeah. that sucks. I Whenever I mention to any Norwegian friends that I've got a PS5, they're so jealous. I think Norway got about two PlayStation 5s. I honestly do not know a single person in Norway who got a PS5. Sometimes. I feel like we're lucky <laughs> in the UK here and maybe in the US. I think that's where, and Japan. I feel like that's where all the places, like they're all the places that got the PS5s and the other countries were like, yeah, just send them one, send them two split between oh, them they
1: can share it fine yeah yeah i mean even in the uk there was also news of gangs who were raiding moving lorries and trucks in order to steal consoles from them um like fast and the uh, furious style uh so days. you know it, the uk gangs are having a great a great moment at the moment uh yep. with, with ps5s
0: yeah dave didn't trust me walking through town with a with a game bag that had ps5 on it, it was like no i'll drive you there and i'll drive you back very sensible
1: okay very sensible yeah. um yeah. in nintendo news um <gasps> european consumer groups have now joined forces in order to investigate switch joy-con drift um which has definitely been a big problem i've had it myself uh, have you had Joy-Con really? drift ben
0: no but like the fact that this is still a problem just is like why is it a problem two years over two two and a half years after the game after the console's been released exactly like how is that a problem and Do you know Nintendo what I've got just done?
1: Fixing them when people send them over, which I've done, but it still came back. I've had to buy a new set. Um, but now European consumer groups are looking into it, which started with the Dutch Consumers Association. Um, and a number of other countries are now also on board, uh, which are Belgium, France, Greece, Italy, Norway, Portugal, Slovenia, Slovakia, um, and the European umbrella organization, BEUC. So clearly not the UK because Brexit. Um, yeah. Fine. Okay. But if you're in Europe and you're you're experiencing Joy-Con drift, then let your consumer association know. Maybe that's... Nintendo will do something.
0: It just annoy. Do you know? What? I do actually have Joy-Con drift, but it's not Joy-Con. It's joystick drift. On my, I've got a ps uh, PS4 controller that has it. Oh,
1: that's weird.
0: There you go. It was. Um. It's. I think it's because I left it in a box for ages, and it was pushing. Something was pushing against the joystick, but now. The right joystick so every time i, I loaded in um final fantasy 7 remake on stream actually and then the camera just kept spinning around and i had to turn it off before i felt sick
1: so basically yeah. you didn't look after it yes so it was your fault
0: <laughs> no they should withstand all of that
1: of course of course <laughs> um xbox news just to uh to be even um halo infinite has now been uh delayed again until oh God, uh, I was, I... next fall, which does make it in line with the 20th anniversary of the original game, um, for anyone who played that. But basically it's because the graphics weren't good enough and so they are now tweaking yeah. it to make it look prettier. Um, which I think seems to be a big problem at the moment with these generational crossover games and people are struggling you know, to make it work on an old console and to make it look good on a new console which for me just says like just make it for one of them um so big problems there lots of upset from xbox fans so another year to wait for more halo unfortunately
0: oh i'm hmm. i've noticed i've been watching digital foundry videos do you watch digital foundry on occasion on occasion Hmm. they've been doing like tests across the board of like certain of like games that are cross-platform you know ps4 well not cross-platform in like play but Games that have been released on PS4, 5, Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X and stuff. And it's, I expected the Series X to be more powerful than the PS5. Like that was the big thing about Xbox One X. You know, it was the most powerful thing out there. And I've never, I've not found a single game that runs better. Like same, there's a few that run the same, but I've not seen a single game that runs better on the Series X than the PS5. And I was quite surprised at that. I mean, And I don't want to, I'm not starting know console wars or anything like that, but it was, <laughs> it's like, really? They're releasing a game that doesn't have any, uh, a console that doesn't have any exclusive launch titles. It's not running games as well as a PS5. And like their best game, like their franchise, Halo is getting delayed. They haven't even got a date for Microsoft Light Simulator for it, which is going to sh- show off these graphics.
1: I mean, I think COVID mess. has a, a lot to answer for as well. So we can't, completely blame uh microsoft and they're all assholes but still a long time to wait for xbox fans unfortunately um and the last headline um ben are you a spyro fan um no
0: in my (laughs) in the day i was i played uh spyro recently and realized that it was enjoyable when i was younger not so much now
1: so we had the Crash Bandicoot Trilogy uh, remaster, and then they've recently released Crash Bandicoot 4, and we've already had the Spyro remasters, oh. um, and there is now an art book available for Crash oh. 4, and in that art book is a little a little hint and a little reference to Spyro, which a lot of people are taking to mean that there is going to be a new Spyro game on the way, a Spyro 4. So. If you're a Spyro fan, keep your eyes peeled, because there could be something coming soon.
0: I feel like an updated Spyro, they'd have to change things like they did in Crash, and that might be fun. Yeah, no, I played the Crash, I played the Spyro remaster when it came out for a bit, and yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, uh, these type of games, I can see why they're not so popular nowadays. Yeah,
1: yeah, I played Spyro 1, the like the original version, a couple of years ago on, on PS3, and it's fun, but it's it's dated. Um, yeah. You know, it is what it is.
0: Even with the like the remaster, it wasn't it was just a you know, polished bit. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. And that was Any your more? split
1: the headlines for the week.
0: We need music. We need to
1: do this.
0: Yeah. We'll get some music. Well you are the music man Ed. you just told us earlier, you're like I'm, uh, I'm the most like I'm one of these. Because I of studied it. it,
1: doesn't mean I can write it.
0: No you'd have to sing oh yeah do a little sing do a little sing song yeah
1: moving on uh what's our next section ben
0: (laughs) we're doing split opinions um so as anybody in the discord found out also if you if you do want access to the discord you know you listen here and you don't uh maybe you don't follow me on twitch or anything else send me a message on you can either message biggestbenus one at gmail.com or find me on Twitter, which is uh, BiggestBenners1 on there as well. Just send me a message saying, hey, I want to go to Discord. Done. Um, and then we have the podcast section. But anybody in there would have seen that our uh, split opinions is about open world games. I had to think for a second. I haven't even had any wine today. In the I think honor it's of just,
1: Assassin's Creed.
0: Yeah. in a, In honor of Assassin's Creed and Zelda and all the wonderful stuff then we have a bunch of uh, comments as well but ed straight away what's your favorite open world game
1: um breath of the wild easy easy mm-hmm. why um well i mean there's there's various reasons and i think the main the main thing for me with open world games is this whole sort of Difficult thing between storytelling and and exploration and structure, and I think that that's something that um, open world games really struggle with. Um, you know, we talked about Assassin's Creed, and we joke about all these icons, but you know, the games just sort of give you this open world, say so off you go, and uh, throw all these icons out there, and it's just up to you to to move between them. And I think a lot of the time, you know, you're you're torn between doing a main quest or a side quest, and the main quest will often force you like all the way around the map to force you to explore but by doing that you end up getting distracted by all the little side quests and and everything else all these icons and so you end up completely losing the thread of the story that you were that you were aiming for Um, and i think that that's that's the main problem with open world games i think that's why people struggle with them because you lose the thread of of the story and it's it's really really hard to tell a good story in an open world game but for me there are two games that actually do that really well one of which is breath of the wild and the other one is the witcher 3 and i think what's interesting is that they actually have quite different approaches i think the witcher 3 the story of the witcher 3 you can sum up in two words which is find siri the entire game revolves around that um from beginning to end but what's interesting is that the, the game is full of all these shorter stories, all these little side quests, in each, each town or village that you go to. Um, and so you get lots of little stories that collectively make this big tapestry of, of what, the, what the story of the world is. Um, and I really like that, and it really reflects Geralt as a character, in that he's a Witcher and he goes to places and uh, you know, he helps people in, in, in little tasks and quests that they have. And it also mirrors the, the books, which are themselves short stories. So I think when people say that the story of, or the storytelling of the witcher three is great, it's because you've got all these little short stories that you go through individually in it. Um, you know, it makes them very memorable as opposed to being sort of stretched across a map and all these different quests. Yeah.
0: And I think what's, I I agree with that about the witcher three. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you reminded me of a bit that the reason why I the only one negative for me with The Witcher 3, when it comes to storytelling, is that the overarching story, as you said, is find Siri. just like in Zelda, Kill Ganon, that's it. Yeah. But like the thing is, there's such a, a great deal of urgency in The Witcher to find her. And every time you get to a place, oh, she's just gone. Oh, you just missed her five minutes ago. Sorry, she was here. So I feel really guilty Justice doing all of though. these wonderful side quests and then every single time I get to somewhere, they're like, no, oh, she's just gone. You know, she's probably gone over here. And I'm like, well, I, I, I need to catch her. Do I catch her? Or do I help this person pick some flowers for his dead wife's grave? Like, I don't know what, <laughs> I hate uh, games that have got like a sense of urgency, but then they give you all these options for side, uh, for side missions and for little other things. Cause I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Screw you. I've got to find my daughter. Um, sorry. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You have to grieve alone. Exactly. That's, Yeah, that kind of annoyed me
1: but those little stories are are really interesting to sort of follow along with so it does give you that that world building um that i think people really enjoy in that game especially i think what's Mm. interesting with zelda is that it sort of goes the other extreme um of, of really sort of sitting back on the story um but again that fits into the world and and what they're aiming for i think what's great about breath of the wild is it's this sense of adventure Um, that's inherent in every Zelda game but Breath of the Wild completely nails and it's you know it's putting the agency on you as the player to discover that adventure Um, Mm. and rather than putting markers and icons everywhere it's let's take them all away and let you decide what you want to do Um, you add the
0: markers which I like
1: yeah exactly um, so there's still towers, there's still other bits and pieces, but, mm. um, you know, it makes you decide, well, I want to go here and I want to discover that. And the story is part of that cause you discover it in these little, um, flashbacks. Um, so it ties in with, you know, he's got amnesia, he's trying to remember. Um, and so you discover the story just as you discover the puzzles and discover everything else. So it all revolves around this central idea. So I wish there was more story in breath of the wild. Um, and it's one of the reasons I really want to play Edge of Calamity um, mm. to sort of get that that backstory. But um, I like that it's something that you discover just as you discover everything else. And I think that that's what makes Breath of the Wild. It's it's a really interesting way of doing story. And some people didn't like it, but mm. for me, I think it I think it really works because it just ties into the theme of the game.
0: Yeah, I, I loved the um, like the fact that you everybody's playthrough of Breath of the Wild is totally different. Every single person's playthroughs is different. Like, what's the? I've mentioned this before. Uh, maybe not on the podcast. What's the name? Or maybe it was last week. I don't know. What's the name of that village where you go immediately? The Kuroko village, or something like that. Or maybe it's not Crocco. It's oh, there's a town or a village you go there pretty much straight away. It's uh, it's the place where you can trade in your hearts or your um, your spirit orbs. You and it's sure? a little town. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, I don't remember Kakariko the name. Village. Oh, Kakariko Village, yeah. So I went there. A friend of mine, Jordan, didn't go there until 50 hours into the game. <laughs> like I was like, how? They're like, they told you at the start, you probably want to go to Kakariko Village. He's like, yeah, I didn't go. And he just played 50 hours of the game without actually going to Kakariko. Then we got there and I was like, oh, okay, cool. There's a, a village here. <laughs> I mean,
1: that is one of the few things the game does tell you to do is to go there. Yeah,
0: And he didn't. So I don't understand how, but yeah. And you can do like the four kind of dungeon areas in completely whichever order you want. Um, I just love that. I'm like, okay, today, or my current quest is I'm going to go to that thing that I can see over there, that giant thing flying in the air. Um, and then you spend, what, a few hours kind of just making your way over there, encountering things, discovering some secrets. I just, yeah, I love a sense of adventure, which is another reason why I love Death Stranding another open world game is is it just, yeah, we're going into Death Stranding, my favorite open world game ever. No, I don't think it is, but you know, that's like the, but that is the, that is the Zelda and the Death Stranding kind of link that makes me love both of them is the fact that it's just adventure. You need to go to this place, go and enjoy the journey, enjoy it. You'll discover things on the way and there's no real direction other than get, so in Death Stranding, take this to this place. And as you go there, you encounter all sorts of different things that are surprising, whether it's a beautiful piece of music that just starts playing, a snowstorm, some enemies appear, whatever. So yeah, I love love that. I think my favorite open world game is probably the... Well, I mean, Breath of the Wild is... If I discount Breath of the Wild, because I could quite easily argue that is, um, probably Red Dead Redemption 1. I just love the first Red Dead Redemption. It's one of the few games, I mean, I'll tell you how much I loved it. I played that game and immediately watched about 15 Western movies. <laughs> like, I had no interest in it whatsoever. And I was like, okay, this is kind of a cool, it's a big game. Everyone's playing it, it's AAA, I'm going to get into it and play it. The story just, I found so fascinating. The characters were incredible. There weren't that many of them, so you could get to know them. It was quite, it wasn't a super slow paced game. Uh, but I mean, the combat was fun, but it was, I felt like I was in that game and like I was a cowboy in that game and I was We're following, ahead. had my own, I was the cowboy. <laughs> I try to think what I, I mean, obviously it looked beautiful. The music, the atmosphere, that's one thing that just makes a game for me is the music. And like when you cross over into Mexico and Jose Gonzalez starts playing and that music that came on, I was like,
1: oh.
0: yeah. I remember I was streaming it a couple of years ago and, uh, cause I, I literally bought an, yeah, I literally bought an Xbox One S so that I could play Red Dead Redemption. At that moment, it was the best version of it. So I played it on there and I remember going over into Mexico and I'm like, right, I'm turning off my mic. I'm turning off my cam. We're just going to enjoy this. Uh, and I just walked around, made sure I didn't go into, you know, encounter any enemies. I'm just going to just walk around as they play this music because it's just stunning. Um, and then the sequel yeah, if,
1: came out and they made it really slow.
0: Yeah, the sequel, I finished it, I enjoyed it, but yeah, it was it was slow. I would just kill kill for Red Dead Redemption. Well, I wouldn't kill actually, no. Um I would strong do many things uh for them to release Red Dead Redemption 1 in Red Dead Redemption 2's like updated area. They just created the entire map apart from the Mexico part. They created the entire American part of the map from Red Dead Redemption One, and just left it for online because you don't. There are no missions there. Mm. Like even the epilogue. Oh, spoiler alert. There's a well, it's not really a spoiler, but the epilogue you take places takes place in a small part of it, a very very small part of it, and that's it. There's nothing else to do there, so I found it quite disappointing. Yeah. Speaking Who of knows? Rockstar,
1: though, I think um, you know the the term open world gaming itself essentially was made about GTA three. And I think Mm -hmm. that's interesting because, you know, so many games before that were open world in a sense, you know, the original Zelda game is an open world. You can just go and explore, but it was only when GTA three came along that actually that became a term that people use. And I think Mm -hmm. that that style of game with, you know, 3d world to explore with quests and side quests and everything else is has become the standard of, of what an open world game is it's just been bastardized by Ubisoft um, but yeah. you know it was GTA 3 that really set the bar back in what 2001 something like that I got um
0: yeah when GTA 3 came out I have never I've never been so in love with a game as I was GTA 3 and in fact I never never did missions. Like I never, ever did missions in that game. In fact, my friend who had played it and finished it, he would used to come over and he'd transfer his save file over so it would unlock all the other parts of the city because it was like, you can't go to this part or this. I think it was, um, was it San Andreas that had like three different areas or... Yeah, and it was like, yeah, I remember getting the save files like passed over because I just, I didn't want to play the missions. I just wanted to drive around. Like one of them, I remember going to, there's a coach park in GTA 3 down... And the, oh, I'm gonna sound so sad here. There's like a, a coach park. And I remember walking there, stole a coach and just had a leisurely drive around and gave a little tour to all the people in the back. I was young. Coach <laughs> trip, lovely. Just like, went on a little coach trip, yeah. Oh God, it was a sign. And then, then coach trip came out, the TV show, freaking loved it. Yeah, so that was, and I just gave little coach trip tours to all the imaginary people in the back of my coach. Nice.
1: Yeah, I played, uh, I played the hell out of Vice City. Which I still maintain mm. is the best GTA game purely because of the 80s soundtrack. But yeah. I spent most of the game just stealing a taxi and doing taxi missions, listening. To oh, AT I love They
0: need to do. They don't. They don't do taxi missions, do they? In the new one in GTA Five? What do they? Oh, yeah. I don't.
1: It's been a while the, since or, I played it.
0: There were police missions as well, weren't they? Where you had well, to yeah. go and like kill the yeah. The criminals you couldn't I don't pre- remember you being able to arrest them I'm pretty sure it was just like yeah kill these criminals and the fire yeah the fire engine ones if you stole a fire engine or an ambulance yeah those are yeah. great missions yeah absolutely oh they need to bring them back anyway let's go look at because uh, what are the people let's saying let's look at some of the what are people people are saying a few things Um, Metallica fan says I do not care for many open world games I don't mind if it gives me a main quest line and then other options to go from there but otherwise open world games are too open for me somebody that would not like Uh, Breath of the Wild then. But yes, I mean, some people like to follow a narrative and be told a story. And yeah, I mean, there is a lot of effort in kind of creating a story yourself, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing, like when when GTA became popular and then sort of the last generation, it was suddenly every game was open world, like every season, you know, Metal Gear Solid went open world, like it just became the buzzword. And I think actually then, I don't know, something like Uncharted 4, is super linear but tells a really amazing story and there's there's space for both of those things and I think you know with next-gen gaming it's that idea of oh we can create an entire world for you to live in but sometimes actually just give me a good story in linear levels and and you can make it even prettier and you can tell a good story within that and I'm more than happy to do that.
0: Jinx says, uh, even though I played a lot of MMORPG games like EverQuest 2 and WoW, I was intimidated by most open-world single-player games, even The Witcher, because I didn't know where to go or what to do. But then I got Breath of the Wild, which is one that, yeah, literally doesn't, although it says, you know, Kill Ganon, and fell totally in love with the whole experience. I never ran out of things to do. I still go in to visit, even after beating the game, uh, and then mostly beating it again on master mode, uh, because it's so beautiful and freeing. Once I got over my fear of dying, I was able to try all sorts of amazing ways to kill mobs. Um, and also, there's a Reddit site called Link Dies. Uh, it's a great way to enjoy the many, many ways to kill Link while laughing a bit too much.
1: Excellent. Excellent. The shrines
0: gave me puzzles, and I love puzzles. Same. I loved those shrines because yes. they were puzzles, but they were not like, oh, what's that awful game? I hated it. Um, the one about the puzzle island one.
1: Oh, The Witness.
0: Yeah, The Witness. Yeah, it's not yeah, like that's that.
1: It like maths puzzles in it. I'm not interested in that.
0: Oh, I was clicking wires and I wasn't powering up something. I'm like, I don't, I've not, not, <laughs> not got any time for this. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah, me too. I'm really, yes. really, really interested to see what they're going to do with Breath of, Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. My guess is Dungeons.
1: I really hope they bring back Dungeons because I think that is the weakness of the game is that it's split the Dungeons into lots of smaller ones rather than yeah. having these big, you know big areas that all interact and the bosses also were a bit terrible so i am hoping that they can bring back some cool bosses
0: mr Wibble says is tetris effect open world or linear
1: (laughs) Just play it for two minutes and turn it off that's what it is
0: yeah um so yeah brenda says i cannot with open world games it's like i like a game that's just straight on and clear about what to do with the beginning and an end i don't like open with infinite possibilities the freedom is not relaxing to me. Yep. Exactly. It's totally valid. Yeah, um, that's fair. And John Simler says he gets extremely overwhelmed with open world games because there's so, so much to do. Uh, and I like to do everything, but I like playing the odd open world game here and there. One of my favorite open world games is Assassin's Creed Origins. I love Egypt and its mythology. So it was the perfect game to me- for me. Yeah. I love it when you can just totally get immersed. I think that's why I loved Origins. I finished <laughs> Origins is actually the only Assassin's Creed game I finished. Um, and I just loved the mythology and like mixed with some of the real people that you met in the game. Um, Cleopatra's in there and, and various others. It's just, yeah. yeah I think, That's what I like about Assassin's, about Assassin's Creed games.
1: Yeah, I think if if you're invested in the world, then you'll mm. put up with a lot more, but you'll also enjoy exploring it more. You know, I think if you're yeah. a big fan of... Egyptian history, then that game makes sense. I mean, I played it earlier this year, but I purposefully rushed through the story and just didn't enjoy it because I rushed it. Whereas Mm. had I explored more, I might have enjoyed it more. Um, you know, I, I love the Vikings, so I'm really excited to play Valhalla and, and breath of the wild has such an amazing world that it's really easy to fall in love with it and you want to go and explore because the world is so beautiful. And it's not just a series of icons. And I think too many open worlds just become busy work. Um I mean I put up with Final Fantasy fifteen purely because it's got Final Fantasy in the name, but He's most saying. of the game was just busy work of it's like a shopping list. And I played it because I felt the need to tick off every quest, not oh, okay. because I felt invested in the story in any way. And then mm-hmm. they went the other extreme and made it really linear and ruined the whole thing. So great <laughs> experience.
0: Yeah, when it comes when it was like uh, the one of the reasons I think that I loved um Origins and yeah, no, it is actually the reason I loved Origins and Odyssey at the moment slightly more than Valhalla is that I'm I was able to visit places that I know about I've never visited but I know about it. Um, but also in the past, so like visiting the pyramids. Obviously, I've never well, not obviously, but I haven't ever visited the pyramids not yet. Who knows? And being able to go there and actually like climb up them, but go inside the Great Pyramid of Giza, and you're going in there, going like it probably doesn't look like this, but it. You know they're trying. They try and make it as accurate as possible. Um, in fact, there's an educational mode that they patched in on Origins yeah, where you can just get a nice tour and like the Great Library. I'm probably mixing up my Origins and uh, Odyssey here. No, I think the Great Library is in Origins. Am I right? I, I do don't remember. remember. Yeah, I, um, it I think memory, it is. There's Cleopatra's there. I'm pretty sure and some others. Okay, yeah. So and obviously then you go in Odyssey. You go to ancient Greece. Uh, I know it's quite. It's not quite the same. Um, and you can see all sorts. Yeah, you just see so much, ma- so much cool stuff and go to certain islands uh, that we all know about. Mykonos, for example, I'm sure a lot of I'm people sure here are famous. Mykonos very well, anyway. Ben. I've never been. <laughs> yet. I, I think I'm reaching the age where I can go. So I'll, yeah, those, i able to go and visit places that I've never been before. I've always been interested in, but also set in that time. I found really interesting. That's what I'm looking forward to finding with Valhalla because I think you go to Stonehenge um, I haven't made my way to York because I'm from a town pretty close to York. So, and I used to go to York every week. So, it I can't wait like to go real
1: there. It's center.
0: Exactly. I went to the Jorvik center a couple of times. I freaking loved it. But, like, center when I go it. into the map, Jorvik, so there's the map, it's split into regions. And one of the regions, like, Jorvik is inside a region and has a circle around it. So, I'm like, that's probably a very, very, very tough, like, fort or something that we have to. You know, I, I, I get the impression that York is going to be very important later on in the game. Who knows, maybe not, but it, the way it's showed on the map makes me think that that is a place that there's no way on earth I'm going to be able to get to right now at my level. So we'll uh, I'll look forward to it's that. It's one
1: of the reasons as well I, I'm intrigued to play Watchdogs Legion just because I live in yeah. London and I want to see what digital London looks like and go to all the places that I, I've seen in real life um just without all the cockney accents which put me off so
0: yeah
1: we'll see how realistic that is
0: it's so cool it is cool although i did try and find my old um i'm mean, at the old place i used to live next to at least to live very very close to great almond street hospital but that street i believe is not there um yeah i guess obviously it's not you know one-to-one yeah. um just a few more things i'm going to go through because we had so many wonderful uh comments um I love, this is Amanda from, uh, wait, oh, no, I've scrolled past a few more. Uh, Waitrose Josh says, I think that's why I felt kind of overwhelmed with Breath of the Wild. The beginning felt quite open world and it turned me off compared to Ocarina of Time. I think I'd actually need to go follow a walkthrough to point me in the direction I should go. Uh, with Breath of the Wild, just see, if you see something moving in the horizon or whatever, just go and follow that. Yeah. Uh, Amanda from Geek Carry. See a
1: light, see anything, just, just follow, it. Follow, follow it, follow your heart.
0: Amanda says I love open world games. Elder Scrolls is probably my favorite. Skyrim then Elder Scrolls Online then Oblivion. I love open worlds because you have more freedom to explore and take in everything that's going on. Like uh, there's the main story quest that you could rush through like uh, like you do with Assassin's Creed, but it's all the side quests and places to visit. Uh and I find so many open worlds freaking stunning. Uh and I go around taking lots of screenshots off oh, same. Same. Oh yeah, I went to the top of that pyramid took a screenshot. Did you?
1: Probably somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, the, yeah. if you've got an open world game and then a photo mode, then, I mean, main quest, what? Like, <laughs> yeah.
0: One thing we've not even mentioned is Spider-Man, like Spider-Man's open world. The fact that I never ever want to fast travel, although now I, I did in Miles Morales just because the loading screen is just so fast. It's, it's brilliant. But like when you've got a game that helps you traverse through it, an open world game that helps you traverse through it with not just speed, but also fun like Spider-Man, Absolutely. Yeah. That game, when, and the fact that you can look I was showing Dave, he was stunned. Like the fact you can look through, look into like any building and every building has a room inside that's lit and maybe not unique, but they're all really similar. It, there's some kind of technology and I remember reading about it, but there's a type of technology where they've made it so that, yeah, every building has something inside. Um, yeah, It just looks incredible.
1: That's cool. A couple more. Think, like traversal in games is also really important. You know, if you're riding a horse or listening yeah. to tunes, like 80s tunes in a car or, you know, or, or having a road trip in Final Fantasy with your buddies, like at least it makes traversal fun.
0: That's one thing I liked about Red Dead Redemption too, Uh was the fact that you could be like, you could hold X or whatever and it would enable, and if you've got a location pinned, it would just go to that location and you could watch it in cinematic mode. And sometimes they play a little bit of music. Um, and then you, like some of the times I would just sit back. I think when I was streaming it, I started playing um, ride, a Ho- ride a horse, save a cowboy or something like that. Or ride a cowboy. Save a horse. horse. Yeah. yeah. My lovely horse <laughs> running around the field. Uh, a couple more. Gary says, um i love open world games which are three skyrim origins i don't want to think about the amount of hours i've sunk um how do you approach them i normally do the main quest when forced to and head off to explore and reveal as much of the map as possible i pick uh, pick up every quest and collectible hunt i can get lost in the world i try that but then i just move on quickly but i do my best yeah i'm very
1: much uh perfectionist completionist so i see a load of icons and i have to clear them all in the immediate area before i move on so it really drags out that experience for sure
0: that's what i've started doing with the witcher 3 on pc but i'm probably going to switch to ps5 because i think there's a free upgrade with the fancy race tracing edition coming out next year Mm. every single one Uh, And then finally, Moni says, I would never actively decide to play an open world game because the thought of it alone is just overwhelming. I think that's the word we're getting a lot is overwhelming. However, Zelda, I heard so many good things about and it was Zelda, which is why I got into Breath of the Wild. At first, it was a lot because what the fuck should I do? Where do I go? And to this day, I often have the feeling of there's only one way to play a game that I'm doing and I'm doing it wrong. But in the end, I played with a map I found online that I took as a guide to go. Wow that I took as a guide to go through all the shrines, or at least to fall back on if I didn't know what to do anymore. And I basically allowed myself that and say, this is my way to play the game, and that's okay. And it was so worth it, because Breath of the Wild is just stunning. And it was also my first Zelda game I ever finished. Same. Same here. Uh, so I held it really close. And yeah. And Link wakes up without a shirt, so that's a plus two. This is money. Thirsty <laughs> Thirst. money.
1: Yeah there's, there's no right or wrong way to play exactly. any game but open yeah. world games especially that's the point you know you wander around and you just you do whatever you want to do
0: yeah, yeah I mean I play I don't play with maps but I'll quite happily if I'm not sure what to do I'll go on go on a guide like um, Horizon Zero Dawn which is one game I didn't really like um when it it's came a to solid like Solid
1: 7 out of 10
0: uh, yeah Okay I'm glad we agree on that the, that was but that the was one thing. thing ever traversing in that game was a bit annoying having to get those big mechanical things that you had to then tame and then you could ride it a bit and i couldn't be bothered taming it every single time like every time i wanted to go and travel somewhere um yeah You're like taming the beast do you
1: always
0: <laughs> and on that note <laughs> any plans for this weekend
1: any plans for this week? Um, definitely not playing any Tetris. Um, maybe finding uh, something else to play. Um, I don't know. Maybe not the big C game, but uh, but something else, which we'll see.
0: Yeah. I'm interested to see people's reactions because the reviews to Cyberpunk, there were obviously very mixed. There was lots of opinion pieces and that, but there were very few things of people talking about PS5 and reports today, people playing on the PS4 and they're not happy. Like the textures yes. are terrible and that's a ps4 pro
1: yeah so. i feel like if, if i do play it it will be in the new year when there's a big patch and everything is uh is sorted out because right now it doesn't seem like the best experience if it's an experience that you even want in the first place so
0: yeah read up on it go and google it that's the thing yes. but uh, don't just read the reviews or read a lot of opinion pieces and other stuff that's going around because everybody's writing about it get informed lots and make... of
1: great pieces about it lots of great Cap- uh great pieces by trans writers that are very interesting so go go yeah. do some research
0: go research polygon kotaku they will give you some uh they'll give you insights which other websites don't necessarily do uh Capt, by the way says he's playing it on the ps5 and he's not happy with the textures at all there is that patch coming next year are you are you tempted by the way caps then to wait a little bit until the uh until the update i mean if it gets to if it gets so bad i wouldn't be surprised if people are just like okay i'll wait for the new year people seem to be forgetting that the witcher 3 came out really glitchy i know they've had this huge success of um of the witcher 3 like the horse riding was terrible back then it was um, and i
1: feel like sometimes they rely on the glitches to make memes and silly things to because, yeah. like you know to get a bit more traction but i'd rather you just made a good game in the first place
0: yeah yeah, I mean you made you, you you like own half the world's money after the Witcher three I mean the amount of times I've bought it on like three different platforms uh I haven't got it on switch that's the only one I think I don't have it on, but like it's always on the sale everyone's I don't know anybody that doesn't own the Witcher three, so they're not a small indie game company you know they can pay they have the money, get quality testers keep going, delay it even more if you want. But, yeah, the amount of bugs... I saw Jason Schreier was playing it and there were little trees everywhere. Yep. Um, like, he said it, it got patched out with an NVIDIA update, but he was he was quite enjoying it. Uh, these little trees absolutely everywhere in his game.
1: I mean, there's um, so many other games that have come out this year that I haven't played and really want to, That do you know yeah. what? That one I can wait for.
0: And it came out so late. I'm, I imagine that it's going to miss out on quite a few Game of the Year lists if it yeah. was going to be on there anyway. Yeah, now I'm going to be playing... A lot more Valhalla and I don't think there are any more games coming out this year are there that are interesting
1: well go have a little rummage on games pass because there's uh lots of very interesting little little games on there I've got a couple with my eye on so uh mm. yes
0: excellent all right ed thanks so much how how can we find you
1: you can find me on twitter at uh at ed underscore nights um also at instagram or pretty much anywhere else
0: yeah tinder
1: <laughs> Definitely
0: not Tinder. <laughs> Bumble. I've heard Bumble's a thing.
1: It's a thing. I think that's a straight thing. Yeah, it's not for us.
0: No, how about you? Then? <laughs> not Where can for find you There, you can find me. Uh, so it's uh, twenty three. No, it's you can find me in uh, on Twitch, twitchtv biggestbenas and also you can find me on uh, Twitter, biggestbenas one. Uh, feel free message me if you want, and if you've got any comments. Brilliant! We love to hear it. If you've got any questions that are even not related to whatever topic we're on, we will hopefully one day we'll find time to actually discuss those. And yeah, just uh, send, if you want access to the Discord, send me a whisper. I'll give you uh, the Discord details. And check out as well. Probably at the end of the weekend or maybe early next week, we'll post what we're going to be talking about next week. Yes. I don't think we actually have I think a good uh, stories. We've got yeah, we've got some uh, some ideas for what, but not sure just yet. Are you going to be watching the Game Awards tonight from midnight till four AM, Ed? No, I've uh, I've definitely got to go to bed, uh, but yeah. I will look forward to the news and the trailers tomorrow. You look so happy because bed is minutes away. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it really is. All right. Well, thank you very much to everyone for watching. Uh, thank check you us watching out, Split. Everyone. Yeah, thank you, Splitthescreen.com that's where you can get access to all the iTunes or if you leave us a if you leave us a review on iTunes we will check them and feel free to leave us five stars but also you can put something funny in it if you if it's funny in a review we'll we'll comment on it on yeah definitely make it funny yeah make it funny yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for watching
1: see you, you next see you week next week be Bye.
0: There or be split <laughs>